Okay, we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Healthy Business podcast, where we explore the technical how-to, the energetic woo-woo, and the physical health and wellness components of growing your healthy business. I'm Janine Daltz-Bayman, your host, and today we have with us a very special guest in Kelly Gunter. Now, for those of you who have not met Kelly before, she's a consultant and coach who helps people live the lifestyle of their dreams aligned with the value and to see the planet and people over profit. And we're going to unpack that sentence a little bit as we go into our interview today. She's a 13 side reel astrologer, a certified environmental practitioner, an intuitive intelligence trainer, and a yoga teacher. She's all about sustainability and reminds you that you are a part of the planet and you need to take care of yourself, your body, and your spirit. So I am so excited to be talking to Kelly today because we got a lot in common. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> yes, Kelly. Thank you, it's wonderful <laughs> to be here. <laughs> now, guys, I wanted to start off. I, I, maybe you're like me. Maybe you've heard of sidereal astrology before, but I certainly hadn't. And it was something that really piqued my interest. So, Kelly, could you tell us a little bit about what is sidereal astrology and how do we get to know a little bit more about that? Sidereal astrology is the astrology. No, that's fine. Um, I'm sure everyone has a different accent and I'm not even quite sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. Okay, so <laughs> we just go with that. So Sidus means star. It's the Latin word for star. So therefore, sidereal means you're referencing the planets in relation to the stars. Now, people might look at me and go, but isn't that what 99% of modern Western astrology does? No, it does not. And I'll explain why. So historically, humans have always looked to the stars to define their experience right from when we were homo sapiens. So right now we're homo sapiens sapiens. So our ancestors, there is archaeological evidence in cave paintings, notched bones where they notched um, 29 notches into a bone, which would suggest so this is all archaeological evidence so it's all suggestion right so here's Kelly's scientist coming in um <laughs> it suggests that they were tracking the moon because the moon has a cycle of 29 days now of course back then they wouldn't have been able to reference the sun to the stars because when the sun is out you can't see the stars right so they would have been looking at the moon because you can see the moon transit through stars when it's out. So astrology and astronomy used to be linked and they're as old as humanity and they're as old as culture and society. They were used to develop culture and society. So you can see that in our calendar. You can see that in our timekeeping. Where did all that come from? It came from astronomy and astrology. So then we'll fast forward a, a few thousand years from Homo sapiens, like maybe a million or so, <laughs> um, to Babylonian times. So that's about 3,000 before Common Era. So we're Common Era now. So that's about 5,000, 5,500 years ago. The Babylonians and Bab Babylon is in the ancient area of Sumer, and that's in there was areas within southern and northern Iraq. So this is the Middle East where they were looking and tracking the planets. 
and they became very, very skilled at it. The Babylonians became so skilled at it, there are 700 years of records of them marking where the planets were tracking through the stars. Now, at wow. this time, they thought the Earth was flat, didn't they? So they had no comprehension of what was going on at that point in the solar system. They had philosophers and philosophies, and these kept on evolving. But the Babylonians, and this is the key point in relation to sidereal astrology, the Babylonians had no idea that we were rotating on an axis and no idea we were rotating around a sun. Of course, there were theories. So they were merely documenting on the planet what they were observing in the sky, noting it down, and then that was fed back through the priests. I'd like to think priestesses, but I haven't found any records of that. Um, <laughs> that was fed back to the kings and the queens because, of course, in, um, as, you, as history progresses and moves into Egyptian times, um, there were queens as well. And as they progress, what happened was that fed into society and culture. So that information went in to help with order, when they should celebrate, when they should um, have a cultural festival. It was, all, it was all developed on what they were observing and the experience they were having at that point in history, in that location on the planet. So keep that in the back of your mind. That's important. Mm. So historically, they were being fed that information. So if we fast forward to now, what does sidereal mean now? It means exactly the same thing. In our moment in history, which I would refer to as the modern technological age, we can look to the heavens and observe the planets and the stars. What do we know now? The Earth rotates on an axis and is in a heliocentric environment. That is, it revolves around the sun. Now that rotating on the axis, it wobbles. But if we simply observe what we're looking at in the sky, then we can have an experience from that. Tropical astrology, which is 99% of modern day astrology, believes this. The earth is geocentric, it's static. It does not move and everything is rotating around that. Modern day science has disproved that theory. Why are we following tropical astrology? So my, uh, the, the astrology that I would like people to reconnect with, because when you heard me talking about the Babylonian society, they were a cosmological society. They were connected to their environment. They were connected to their seasons. So that's the micro. They're being fed by their environment. There's this cyclic connection to their environment. And then there's the macro. The gods and goddesses in the sky were feeding their spiritual life. They were feeding their spirit and this connection to everything. So it was a cosmological state. And, oh, my God, I love saying that. It's like, can't we all go back to a cosmological state? Now, in our modern technological age, we have separated ourselves from the environment. We have power over the environment. We don't look at the environment and go, Oh, it's filling up, except for like, you know, a few spiritual, you know, open, you know, awakened people like us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, a few of us. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> a few of you out there who are watching. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the, the idea with sidereal astrology, and I'm calling it Western sidereal astrology because Vedic astrology and Indian astrology is always sidereal. It has always been sidereal. So if you want to go and explore Vedic astrology, and that was based, that developed in the Indus Valley about 5,500 years ago. So similar time as Babylonian astrology was developing, mm -hmm. they were sharing ideas then because, of course, the Silk Road was open and there was this sharing of ideas. But Indian astrology developed separately to Western astrology. So sidereal astrology is essentially taking account of our modern technological information that we have at our resources, namely astronomy, the earth wobbles on its axis and it definitely spins around the sun. And we can look to that experience in the sky and have an experience of ourselves bringing us back into connection with the macro and the micro. Wow. That was a lot of information. That is absolutely, <laughs> that was a lot of information, but that is absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And I think, you know, for, for probably people like myself and a lot of other people out there who read, you know, might read their horoscope. And I'll just jump to this one question we had coming through. Christine has just asked us here, asked you where you're from, Kelly. So I might just uh, have I'm, you share where, you, where you're coming to us from. I'm, I, Currently live 90 minutes north of Sydney on the east coast of Australia at a place called Pretty Beach. Funny story, it doesn't have a beach on this side of the ridge. The beach is on the other side, <laughs> but it is very pretty. Okay. So it gets its name, name goes well with it then. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. Um, and guys, keep the questions coming, post them in the comments and we will get to them as we pause throughout the interview today. Um, but yeah, so Kelly, for people like like myself and possibly a few other people out there who might, you know, look up their horoscopes and see what's coming, um, you know, coming our way for the next foreseeable future. Um, so does that mean, you know, me being a Capricorn or what I've always thought is a Capricorn may be not so spot on for me? So modern, the Western astrology at the moment is approximately 25 degrees ahead of where your sun would have been when you were born. So that's because of this phenomenon, and I can say that word now, wobbles on its axis and it causes uh -huh. the solstice to drift. And tropical astrology is fixed to the solstices and the equinoxes yes. in the Northern Hemisphere. So with sidereal astrology, you're essentially just perceiving where the sun was the moment you were born. So you would take your sun back 25 degrees. Now, there is a slight nuance with that because we are in a modern technological age and I'm attempting to fuse back in astronomy with the chart. I refer to the international astronomological units for the boundaries of the zodiac. So that means they're not all a neat 30 degrees. They're all uh, separate degrees. So I can okay. tell you what you are, Janine. Let's find out what Janine is. Just going to pull Ooh. up my handy reference. Brilliant. And This um, could be confronting, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> some people like it, some people don't. What's your birthday, Janine, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, no, I'm January 2nd, 1981. You. Oh, Janine, you're a Sagittarius. No. Yes. That's way better than a Capricorn, isn't it? 
<laughs> but it's interesting. I've always identified. So, I mean, maybe it's what you what you're told, right? Uh, that is very yes. interesting. Okay. So, look, okay. Don't, I, I don't want to I, I don't want to poo poo tropical astrology too much. So, this is how you can refer you use tropical astrology. It's totally symbolic. So, the way I was. Um, the way I refer to tropical astrology now, it's like a pack of oracle cards. So you can still use it mm -hmm. to divine from. That's still a valid technique. Like if you, um, that's still a valid technique, you can use it to divine from. Whereas with sidereal astrology, what I'm attempting to do is that you can divine from it, but it also allows you to have that human experience in this modern age and there's a reason for that i want you to come back into the cycles of nature i want you to realize yes. that you're not separate from our ecology that you are our ecology and that I then allows that. you to have a different experience this lifetime and it allows you to change your life it allows you to use the natural cycles to to end your suffering whatever suffering you're experiencing because that's the human condition if we listen to the yogis and the human condition is suffering. And our job as humans is to realise that we're sent here to be in bliss. And if we work with the ecology, we work with the natural cycles, we allow ourselves to have an experience that can be different to what the human condition is. So that's the whole idea is that we get to live a life of bliss, right? Yes. Yes. Bring it. Bring it on. I'm all for the bliss. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> And Kelly, I'll just mention because Christine has been, Christine's mentioned here that she's put her birth date in. Can you see those comments? Um, oh, you're, just um, yes, I can. Give her, give her a look up. Thank you for your comments, Christine. Christine, you're like me. You're a Virgo still. There we There's go. There's a reason for that. Um, would you have been Leo? No, you would have been a Leo. No, you would have been a Virgo. A Virgo is the largest constellation in the along the zodiac. So I was a Virgo and I'm still a Virgo. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so 17th of the 9th, just let me double check. 17th of the 9th, you just creep in there, Christine, and you are a Virgo still. Fabulous. There you go. Brilliant. Thanks for the comment, Christine. Keeping Kelly on her toes here. It's yes, perfect. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now, guys, I'll just, Kelly, I think you you go into a lot more depth with your sidereal. No, did I say it wrong? Sidereal. 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 Thank you. Sidereal astrology. That's all right because Tell, the American, um, astro American astrologers say sidereal as well. So it's okay. Okay. And I know all you're right, not American. So. I know you're not American. No, it's okay. <laughs> No, but I try. My accent goes all over the place most of the time these days after living here for a while. So, um, sidereal. All right. There you go. Um, you do have a group where you explore this a little bit more in depth, don't you? If you want to just share yes. a little bit about that and then I'll go to the next question. So, I have a membership group called Sidereal Stars, and that's a paid membership group. It's, it's very affordable, um, less than a cup of coffee a week, I would say. And each week, what I do is rather than give you your sun sign stars, because as a whole, we're not just our sun. The sun is very important in astrology. It's how we uh, shine. It's how we express ourselves. It's generally how our purpose wants to come out. However, it's not acting in isolation. 
which is why I encourage everyone to get their birth chart done. It shows you your dominant archetypal energy that is here this lifetime to support you to bring your mission to life. So that's what the birth chart can do for you. In sidereal stars, what I use is I use the current transits. So what does that mean? At the moment, the planets are moving every day. They're moving every day and they're making angles to each other. And it's how we perceive it on our little globe here. It's how we perceive it out from our planet. And they make aspects and they fall in constellations. And that has archetypal energy that you can harness on a daily basis to either uh, plan in your business, plan your life, uh, shift your vibe because everything is vibration and energy first. So if you want to shift your vibe, you can see what the celestial energy is present for you on any particular day and you go, well, I'm feeling like this and look at what the stars are saying. So, okay, it is not the day for me to go and start my launch. It is a day for me to go off and sit on the beach and stare at the sky and relax. So it's a reminder and it's a really important reminder because in the society that has developed, very separate from the environment, not allowing us to, to take this step back, not allowing us to have this rest, it's always go, 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 push, 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 keep, keep it. It's completely counter to ecology. Ecology will generally get to a point and it will come to stasis and it will shift. It'll just fluctuate in this natural stasis. What humans have done is we've gone, oh, well, we're better the environment and we can constantly grow, which is counter to our ecological laws, right? And you can see what's happening mm -hmm. with our environment. We have ecological destruction. Now, I'm, I'm not going to refer to it as climate change because it's not just climate change. That's one symptom of ecological destruction. If we come back into alignment with uh, ourselves, feeling what we need at any particular moment. And that working with the stars daily, it gives you permission. It gives you permission to go and have a different experience. Maybe I'm feeling shitty. Maybe I do need to go and have a rest. Or maybe I'm ready to go. Maybe this information is pouring through me and I need to hire a babysitter so my kids are looked after and I can get this stuff out of me. It gives you permission to have a different experience and program because this is all about energy first. You're using the energy of the planets and program the life that you want to live, not the one that society has sort of bombarded us with. Mm. So that's what Brilliant. Sidereal Stars is about. Yeah, That's awesome. Cool, guys. So I'll hook that up in the show notes at the end um, and post in the comments. Now, um, Kelly, from 20 years working in environmental, um, you're a certified environmental practitioner, correct? You're a scientist yes. as well as an astrologer. Yes. So yes. 20 years you were in that industry. And I'd love you if you could share a little bit about your business journey and if there was a pivotal moment in your life that really led you to, to follow this passion of yours that much more deeply. So when I graduated from university, so I did an environmental science degree, I'd always wanted to work with the environment ever since the age of 14. I'd wanted to work with the environment. The Exxon Valdez ran aground in Prince William Sound in Alaska, and I remember it really affecting me. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to work with the environment. It was just a very intuitive picking up of a 14-year-old. I'm just going to work with the environment. And then I 
Um, I was raised Catholic, but I was looking more into witchcraft. I'm like, why aren't we seeing that the, the, the sun and the earth and water and the air as our gods, our God? What, why is there this God over us? That, that If you take away the dirt, we're dead. If you take away the sun, we're dead. If you take away the water, we're dead. So why aren't we honouring those things? So I did a university degree. And then promptly moved out of home once that was finished and started studying astrology quite intuitively. I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I just liked it. So <laughs> I went and studied astrology. You're drawn towards it. <laughs> drawn to it. So the moment I started working as an environmental scientist, I started studying astrology. I got a heap of crap from people. How can you be a scientist and be studying astrology? When you look back at the history of astrology and astronomy, that's where science began. That's where scientific theory began. And so it, it's, it's not unusual. There is a science to astrology and there is a science to astronomy and they're not separate. So basically then I carried on with my life. Of course, my environmental science career kind of took over a bit and the astrology was sort of ticking along in the background. I was looking at the transits and relating that to my experience, which I do daily, and that's what Sidereal Stars does is tracking the transits and relating that to your experience and shifting if it needs to be. But, of course, the, the, the professional job took over, didn't it? The, the, the need to be constantly working, constantly achieving, constantly setting goals. And then, you know, you get married, you have children, and then there's this you're going back to work. And I gave away all my astrology books. I thought, oh, I'm never going to do that again. And... Then we had, I know everyone thought 2020 was a really horrible year, but for, for me and my family, 2017 was a really horrible year. Um, it was a culmination of my husband and I, our collective energies, focusing on the external to make us feel better. And we'd completely forgotten what was most important to us. And that was really our connection, our family connection and our connection to the environment. And we got to a breaking point at the end of 2017 where we'd renovated a house. We realised what that meant financially and how much we were going to have to work and how little time we would be spending with the children and we'd be in Sydney and we'd be just stressed and hating each other and hating life. And we had to make a decision to go, that's it, we're moving out of Sydney. We're going to rent the house. Even though we built this beautiful home, it wasn't what we wanted. We wanted the bush and we wanted the beach and we wanted to be with each other because you don't have a family to not be with each other. Yeah. So it was a really simple decision and I say it's this decision point and that's what I encourage people. If they're ever feeling any kind of suffering or pain, it's a decision point. You get to decide your experience beyond that point. So, yeah, I got, I was highly emotional, highly stressed. My, my husband was in a really, really horrible job, making him extremely stressed. We moved out. And at, it was at that time, I'd one year, I was one year out of my yoga diploma. So I had started to sort of come back in. I had started to start studying astrology because, of course, I'd left the contaminated land industry because it become so stressful, um, similar mm -hmm. to what most people might experience in a professional. I, 
I don't want to call the job corporate because when you're a contaminated land scientist, you're working around sites, putting dirt in jars or pulling water out of the ground and testing stuff. Um, yeah. But it was definitely, okay, you're efficient, you're great, I love your productivity, well, you can do more. And it's always that yeah. more, yep. give more, give more, yep. give more. It's like I'm a freaking human. I'm not a machine, Yep. right? And, and that's the capitalist society that we're living in and I want to encourage people to have a different experience that they can govern their own cycles, that they can that they can take back their power and say, no, no, I'm not doing that anymore in my life. And I don't care if I'm shunning society because I'm not doing that anymore in my life. It causes my husband too much pain. It causes me too much pain. It causes my children too much pain. So that was really our uh, breaking point and we moved up here to Pretty Beach and we've been up here for over three years now and I'm living the life that I decided to live back at that point yep. and we've just aggressively made steps to, to bring it into reality. And of course, it's a journey. There's ups and downs. I'm not perfect. <laughs> and I would like yeah. to encourage yeah. people that, like are your listeners that, it's a journey we go on and you're going to have ups and downs, but there's tools that you can use to bring yourself back into your alignment. And I'm sure you teach your clients tools. And the tool I use is astrology and a bit of yoga and a bit of breath work yes. <laughs> and a bit of uh, subconscious fear um, assessment and reprogramming. So it's holistic. It's not, you know, yes. I, I want to encourage people. It's not, we're not separate. So, and it's a journey and you have this energetic scaffold that can support you on your journey. But you've got to know where you want to go. It's that conscious exactly knowing right. where you want to go. The how to get there, you don't really need to know that. It's just where you yep. want to go. Yeah. Yep. Spot on. Virtual high five through the screen, Kelly. I guess yeah, so relate, <laughs> you know, to, to everything that you've just said. And I've been on my own very similar journey over these last few years. So um, I think it's just, it's so important for everyone out there to just recognize that that is a decision and a choice that you can make, right? Ultimately, yes. it comes back to, yes. to, to, to you making that choice. And it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be absolutely worth it. So keep at it. Um, exactly. Okay. So I wanted to just quickly, um, while we start to wrap up, I know that you, there were five tips. We spoke about your top five tips to to really encouraging people to lean into this way of, of living and lean into a lifestyle that will support their business and their lives in a healthy, uh, aligned and um, really grounded sort of way. And I was hoping you could share what those are. So the first tip, and I can't remember if I sent you actual okay. tips. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, so just, you did, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't have them so, written in front of me. You can just go. <laughs> excellent. So I would say the first tip is what we just discussed. Decide what you want your life to look like. And it doesn't need to be complicated. My husband and I, the decision we made was we wanted bush and beach and that was it. And we didn't want to be working full time and have the kids in before and after school care, basically 10 hours at school, five days a week, right? Yep. We didn't yep. want that. So that was, so decide, number one. Two, just start taking steps, little steps. I'm always, a, I'm a firm believer in little steps. Okay, so that's the life I want to lead. What's one little step towards it? 
and you start stepping into the energy of that feeling, how will that life make me feel? Visualise it, taste it, experience it. And you're starting to program then your energetic state towards that life that you want to live. Number three, have support practices because, of course, as we're changing our vibration, as we're changing our energetic state, you're changing your neural pathways and your neural pathways are very cemented in your brain for particular habits, <laughs> right? So, for example, let's think, uh, you can think of the obvious ones is drinking too much to, to relax. Uh, it might be online shopping. I'm saying ones that I've had, okay? Online shopping um, is a habit and you have a neural pathway. That makes me feel good, right? So these are kind mm -hmm. of like, mm, I'd say, bad habits. I don't want to label anything bad. Um, so you want to reprogram those. So you're changing your neurological pathways and that feels like there's an effort involved. So find practices that support you to do that. Namely, you could track, you could track the transits. You can come and join sidereal stars and use that energetic information to bring yourself into a different uh, vibrational state. You could uh, work with Janine to help support your energetic state so that you're reprogramming yourself to what it is that you want. So that support, because you don't, I have a devotional, or what I would call a devotional practice or an energetic practice, and that's what allows me to ride the ebbs and flows of your emotional state, your feeling state. Um, in yoga, they call it the Bridhi Samskara cycle. In, in neuroscience, they would call it that you're reprogramming new neurons, okay? So have that support mm -hmm. there for you. Mm -hmm. How many have I done? That's three. That was Maybe three. I've got two more. Two more. We start with three. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking three is enough because what, what we're doing is you're deciding the life that you want to live. Yep. What did I say number two was? <laughs> You're deciding the life that you want to live. You're stepping into that, how that life will make you feel. Yes. So that's the vibration yes. state that you want to step into. And then you're supporting your vibrational state to get yes. there, right? Yep. And yep. you just keep doing that over and over again. And then eventually what will happen is that neurological pathway, that feeling state that you're programming, and suddenly you'll start to see your life change before your eyes. I'm a living example of this. I was an emotional basket case at the end of 2017. We made one decision, Bush Beach, and my husband and I, how that would have made us feel. We come here and we're surrounded by trees. We stepped into the vibration of the trees and then that started to open us up as well. My husband ended up getting a part-time job working from home, a professional part-time job working from home for a man. It is unheard of in our industry. Mm. I was able to continue working sometimes from home and then sometimes in the city. And then we've been able to buy a house without a mortgage. So we sold the house That's in awesome. Sydney and we were able to buy a house here without a mortgage. We pick the kids up Brilliant. from school. We drop the kids at school. They get to do all the after-school activities that they want, which most mums know is a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, a um, lot. A lot. <laughs> Got to keep them interested. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so 
I would just encourage you, if there is something in your life that you want to change, you can decide to do that. And you decide through the feeling that you want to experience, not the one you're experiencing now. Yes. So I'd say there's only really three three tips. Um, Oh, no, I agree. And honestly, I, because I, I, I use the three, I use threes in all of what I do. And like, I always equate, like the table that I'm leaning on right now has three legs, you know, um, there's the three that are supporting it and supporting me to, to do the work that I do. So I love the three. Thank you so much, so much for sharing. Um, uh, Kelly, where can people find you? Um, are you on Instagram, Facebook, website? Give us your details. So I hang out mostly on Instagram at the moment. So I'm Kel Gunter. At Instagram, please come and um, join me there. I try and post interesting and engaging content. And I do actually put a little bit of information about the daily celestial energies on there. So you can follow me there and you'll you'll get that information to help support the life that you want to live. Um, yep. I am on Facebook. And is that yep. Is that is that yeah. Instagram? I'm just putting it in here, your handle in here. Uh, yeah. so K-E-L-G-U-E-N. T-H-E-R, Kel Gwynther yeah. on Instagram. That's Brilliant. It. Yeah. I'll put that right up in there. There we go. That's going so into the chat. I'm, 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 I'm being a good girl. I'm following my own advice um, <laughs> and trying to declutter <laughs> and focus just in on Instagram at the moment. Yes. Um, I awesome. quite like it there. Um, and then I have a website, kellygunther.com. Brilliant. Awesome. And I'll pop that in here as well, you guys. So you can go and find... Kelly on uh, her website and her Instagram, kellygunther.com. Brilliant. Correct me if I've added that wrong, but I think I got it right there, Kel. You um, got it right. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Honestly, I think you and I, you and I one day need to get together and do a retreat or something. When these borders oh, open up, you're coming you. to the forest. You're yeah. coming over. <laughs> I so want to go well, to WA. It's not funny. Like oh. my husband wants to go to Ningaloo Reef. I want to go to Broome. Uh, there's so many yes. places to explore over there. I'm, I'm, we're, we're, my little boy, he keeps saying to me, uh, when are we going to go on a holiday? Mummy, and I'm like, I don't know if borders oh. are going to be open. I have to kind of like book a holiday and then just go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And I mean, all of the West Australian coastline is just stunning. And where we are, we are where the start of the ancient forests grow. So they are just, it's a magical place. And it's one of the reasons why I've landed here. And I'm sure that you would just, you would just soak up this energy so immensely. Oh, I so it. yeah, I would love it. One day, one day. One day. Um, yeah. right, one day, it'll happen. Okay, well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much, Christine, for your comments and for joining us live. Guys, I will see you next time on the next episode of Your Healthy Business. So stay tuned, stick around, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>